You're listening to Behind the Deal, brought to you by Remax Australia and Remax New Zealand. Uh, welcome back, everyone. Um, I have the great, uh, uh, great privilege of welcoming Dean Tucker back uh, to chat to us about all things auctions. Uh, Dean uh, spoke to uh, us not long ago just with regards to some really basic 101s with regards to you know auctions and some observations about it and how to get started in potentially integrating the auction process into into your business. Um, Dean, before I, I get stuck into uh, our next topic for today, which is going to be you know building profile for the client and and uh, and a success rate for the client and profile for the agent as a result of the auction process, I want to ask you two questions because um, I want to put it on the table. One, what is the worst auction experience you've ever had? Um, look, as far as auctions go, uh, I think that situation that happens from time to time mm-hmm. where you get there and there's you, the agent, and the seller. Mm-hmm. Um, that can be, not always, but can be an awkward Situation. Yep. It largely depends on how that's been managed by the agent throughout the campaign. Okay. Um, have I ever had a really, really bad auction? Um, I can tell you I fell off a seven-foot brick wall um, in the middle of an auction once, fell off backwards. <coughs> um, that's not one of my more memorable moments as an auctioneer. Um, and I have... Um, did you get a bit excited calling it for the third time or something? I or? just stood somewhere where I shouldn't have and the next thing I disappeared. Um, and I've had birds fly over me and, and uh, strategically nail me as they've flown over as well during an auction too. But awesome. look, as far as auctions go and bad experiences, I love auctions, mate. And mm. you know, for whatever reason, um, they're all part of a process and you know, fundamentally at the end of the day, the vast majority of them end up in a, in a great result for the seller. Okay, radio. So it's not all doom and gloom. No, um, not at all. Best experience uh, you've, ex- you've had with an auction uh, that you've called? Um, probably relative to the marketplace at the time, but uh, an auction <clears throat> many years ago uh, back in Belimba um, that stood out uh, where we uh, passed the reserve and ended up selling the property for an excess of $300,000 over the reserve. Uh, that was pretty exciting. Most memorable on a positive level, mm-hmm. um, and there's probably a string of these. One of the things that I get to do is make sure that when we are done, um, there was no more money on the table. Mm-hmm. And I've had countless experiences over the years with retirees, mm-hmm. you know, people that are getting to the to the um, shorter end of their lives, and every single cent makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and being able to 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 achieve outstanding results for those people, um, and the reactions that we get from those people, uh, they're quite memorable, um, quite special. Yeah, awesome. Okay, so um, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, building uh, the profile or the success rate for a property through the auction system and also building the profile for the agent as a result of that as well. Um, I guess we're going to talk a little bit more about some of the benefits of the system or the process before we get into um, the next topic in our next podcast, which is 
you know, addressing the, the question at the listing conversation because for me it was all about being really comfortable with the benefits for my client and really understanding that and really understanding my clients. Um, genuinely understanding that before I could actually legitimately go in there and ask the question or consult with the clients effectively. So I want to talk a little bit more about some of the benefits for the client as a result of um, the auction process. Uh, we spoke in, in our first podcast a little bit about, okay, so what are some of the things that um, help the agent in the office? But let's talk about what helps the, the client now. So um, straight off the bat, the first thing that pops in your head when I say, what is the best thing about the auction for a client? What would you say? The time frame. Okay. Having a deadline. Okay. A deadline forces people to make a decision. Mm -hmm. So outside of auction, um, the other processes that we follow, and I don't include tender and, and my dialogue at all for a whole series of reasons, but mm -hmm. the other processes that we follow in terms of options for our sellers don't force anyone to actually have to do anything. Mm -hmm. um, so the deadline's really, really critical. Well, that's an interesting point, and we may, if we get time at the end of this podcast, you know, just ask, dive into that point you made about tender versus auction. Yeah, sure. Um, but um, we'll keep we'll keep moving on. Yeah. So yeah, the, the time frame, and you know, followed closely by the fact that it's an opportunity to get a nice, clean, unconditional deal. The, mm -hmm. Those are the two standouts. But the time frame is fundamentally important in the context of getting a result. Yeah. So I, I remember being uh, selling a property uh, back in the day when I was selling property and um, I remember we had one registered bidder mm -hmm. and, uh, and I thought, Jesus, this is gonna be a tough day at the office. And we ended up achieving, I think it was somewhere around, you know, 100,000 over, over reserve against one bidder. Yep. Um, for some agents out there, the fear of the public um, and not having a great result is, is, is a bit of an issue. Um, but, you know, ultimately, I think if we hadn't gone to auction for that particular property, and even though there was only one bidder and we got a great result on the day, uh, if it wasn't under auction conditions, I don't know whether we would have actually achieved that result. So I guess... My question is, it's a bit of a long-winded question, is um, creating that competitive environment, where does that sit with you and what would you say to agents that, um, to help them try and generate that competitive environment on auction day? One bidder at an auction, whilst it's slightly competitive, it, was, it yeah. wasn't the ideal outcome. No, uh, the auction it happens right. often. Yeah, it, it does happen often. And yeah. look, I think, to put it into some context, um, as an auctioneer, uh, we went through a, a legislative change, if you like, um, back in, um, I think it was 2008 or nine or 10, mm. um, and as did the other states and New Zealand, although I think Queensland and New Zealand managed this change <clears throat> under the Fair Trading Act uh, a lot better than the other states did. But what it did is it brought some real transparency to the process. Mm -hmm. And I know for a fact that year um, I sold 37 properties under the hammer where there was only one bidder. Mm -hmm. um, and, and the bidders knew it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, at the end of the day, auctioneering or being a good auctioneer is not about 
having a good song and dance act and 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 creating theatre. It's also the art of the deal. It's the negotiation mm-hmm. skills of that that individual auctioneer, mm-hmm. um, regardless of what marketplace they work in, to be able to find. The, the hot buttons, if you like, with the buyer, to be able to build rapport quickly with that buyer, to be able to create a situation with that buyer um, in a very short space of time that makes certain that that person does not walk away from that sale without that property um, and that they've paid the absolute maximum that they're prepared to pay. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's skills that I've been taught and learned that I apply and have applied for many years. And my responsibilities as an auctioneer <clears throat> that create that environment every single time. Mm-hmm. That we know, regardless of whether there's one buyer or ten, we know that the person that ultimately bought it did not have any money left to mm-hmm. spend on that property. So, you know, a lot of that comes down to the skill of the auctioneer, but that skill of the auctioneer is enhanced by the relationship they have with their agent mm-hmm. and the work that that agent has done leading up to that particular point, mm. combined with the communication and, and relationship building that they've done with their seller client. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me personally as an auctioneer, my engagement with the seller is early. Um, I'm not a FIFO auctioneer. I don't fly in five minutes before and fly out three minutes after. It's, mm-hmm. you know, I'm engaged early, and that allows me also to build a relationship with that seller um, and position that seller for the best possible opportunity. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I want to ask you a bit of a curveball uh, because it's one that I'm uh, quite curious about, and uh, I'd be interested to hear what your take on this is because. Um, Okay, I'll just give you the question straight. By listing a property via auction, do you think just by virtue of listing it as an auction property, it will attract more interest or more eyes? It's not the auction that attracts more interest or more eyes, it's the marketing. Okay, right here. So, you know, a good campaign is a reflection of a whole lot of things, fundamentally important to that is that the campaign that's applied to that property is appropriate, mm. um, that it's widespread, that it has the reach that it needs. Mm-hmm. And you know, as a guideline, um, what I've always said to people is you need to make sure that that campaign reaches far enough so that anybody mm-hmm. who's looking for a home like that with the attributes that home has knows it's for sale, mm. knows when it's going to be sold and knows how to buy it. What, one of the, uh, and we didn't mention this in our first podcast before, but one of the other ob- objections I hear, and just to reiterate, I'm a huge auction proponent. I love them. Um, but one of the other objections I hear from agents in the marketplace is that often expensive marketing campaigns are tied to the notion or the, the concept of auctions. And therefore, uh, and I think that, that has almost permeated the general public as well in many cases, uh, because often when I was listing property, they were always uh, cautious or curious um, uh, and of the belief potentially that going by auction was going to be a hell of a lot more expensive. Mm. So you spoke then about reaching more eyes. I mean, do you think inherent, inherently there needs to be more marketing spend on that property if it is an auction? I think all properties should have a strong marketing spend. Okay, so it's not just that it's an auction that... It needs to have an increased... No. Okay. If you look at auction as the way you've chosen to negotiate the deal... Okay. And put that to one side for a moment. 
Yep. The cost of having a professional negotiator or an auctioneer come in and do that deal is marginal mm-hmm. in the context of the value of that property. Mm-hmm. What's fundamentally important is that the marketing campaign has the reach that that, that house deserves. Because mm-hmm. that'll attract the buyers. Then the auction will sort out how we're going to sell it. Mm-hmm. Um, the critical difference between having a marketing campaign and an auction and a marketing campaign and a private treaty or an exclusive listing is the time frame, is the deadline, the okay. mechanism that causes people to have to make a decision. Okay. So you probably raised about two or three things there that we could do a whole podcast on mm. um, and uh, really focus on because there's, I mean, there's lots of stuff there. I mean, firstly, engaging with the buyers in that campaign leading into it. Um, working the room on the day, mm. working with the auctioneer prior to. There's a whole lot of topics. It's a, oh, it's, yeah, it is, is an art form. Yeah, it is. And it takes a lot to learn it. But um, Jesus, special, mate. And when you nail it, yeah. it's a whole lot of fun. And that kind of leads nicely into the next part. Um, and just for, for those people that are listening, if you do have any topics around this that you would like to discuss um, or would like us to actually... Um, Uh, raise with Dean in another podcast or you would like to raise with Dean personally, uh, just let us know. Uh, You can contact us at head office at any time. Um, But uh, that that was a nice little segue into the next part of this podcast and um, talking about some of the benefits from regard, uh, I guess, in terms of building a profile for an agent in an area. Um, What would be your take on observing agents that have done it well and some that haven't done it so well uh, in integrating the auctions into their business and how it has helped or harmed their profile? I don't think building profile in the marketplace has ever harmed an agent. I, I certainly don't recall anything in my career where I've seen that happen. Okay. I think, um, you know, the, the, there's a direct correlation. I've got a question to ask on that, so yep. uh, just straight after but. There's a direct correlation between the top 10% of agents in any marketplace mm-hmm. and the strength of their profile in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, there's a, a benefit to an agent to build their, um, to add to their profile building by virtue of the, of the vendor-funded advertising that a seller applies to any campaign. Mm-hmm. I, if there's anything about that that disturbs me, um, it's one thing, and that is where the the advertising becomes more about the agent than the property. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's outside of that. Um, you know, I understand you have got to have your contact details on yeah. there, but when it's full body shot, I think you're probably running the gauntlet a little bit. <laughs> um, you know, your focus has to be on, on what's best for the seller with all of your marketing. But the fact still remains that when you go to the print media or you go to the internet, and it's more obvious in print media, mm. um, where an agent has a strong profile um, in the marketing that they're doing for their sellers, um, those agents attract business. Mm-hmm. And funnily enough, when they're auction-oriented agents who are doing a lot of auctions, when someone rings them to sell their property, to do the appraisal or whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. um, often it's, it's uncontested business. And pretty much all of the time, you can guarantee the seller knows they're going to be auctioning their home if they deal with you as they deal with that agent. Okay, so by virtue of the, that agent calling auctions, the profile is that well, that agent calls auctions, um, and therefore the seller is kind of preparing themselves or is mentally prepared for that option. Mm. 
Success the, breeds success. And it, yeah. You know, if, if their track record of that agent is consistent, mm-hmm. people are watching. You know, there's stats mm-hmm. out there that would suggest sellers are in the marketplace building that shopping list for as mm-hmm. much as nine months. Mm-hmm. They're watching what's going on. So the, the flip side of that coin and the question that um, is raised with me all the time is, okay, well, you kind of alluded to this situation before. It's sometimes we can have six, seven, eight, nine neighbours show up and uh, we don't have any registered bidders. Mm. How do you see that affecting the profile of the agent? Again, it's or how, how they, do you handle that? It, yeah, it's how they manage it. It's yeah. exactly right. It's how it's handled. So there's probably two parts to that. The language of the agent's really important in, the, yeah. in terms of the communication they're having with those people that are watching on. Yep. Um, and then the management of the auction itself by the auctioneer is really important because mm-hmm. it would be very easy for an auctioneer to walk out and go, oh, folks, we don't have any registered business, so, bidders, so the auction's been cancelled. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, our approach at Remax Auction Services is quite different. Mm-hmm. It, it is... It's about the property because you don't know who's in the crowd. You don't know who potentially is a seller or a buyer for that you know, property as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's got to be delivered on a, on a positive, positive level mm-hmm. in, in such a way that the language makes it clear to people that whilst there's no, nobody in a position to bid on that property today, there is other interest. Mm-hmm. And because of that situation, the owner has instructed us to call the auction no contest and go straight back to the marketplace um, and inevitably put a price on that property if that's what they've chosen to do. Mm-hmm. But it's how you handle it, how you deliver it, and, you know, and if it's positive and done, done the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell you right now, we've had situations where we've had no contests mm-hmm. and we've, we've gone through that process, closed the auction down so that we can start talking to people and the crowd started clapping. Right. Okay. That's all about delivery. Right. So, let's say we've, we've got an agent out there who's done one or two auctions, may not have had a huge amount of success yet, you know, may, maybe both have passed in, maybe one was sold and one was passed in, or maybe both were sold, who knows. But um, that agent, um, or those agents that you see leveraging off the auction the best, you know, because they are events, right? Mm. I know they're only 20 minutes in the whole campaign, but they are an event, potentially, yeah. where a lot of the local owners could be um, spectating yeah. and observing. Not only, you know, the, the sellers or the buyers, but also the agents and the team there as well. So what are some of the best things that really successful auction agents are, are kind of doing to enhance the, the building of their profile at the auction in front of those in front of those people okay so people do business with people they like right yep i think everybody would agree with that um if the agent has made the effort to build rapport and build a relationship with all those people that they've communicated with during that campaign mm-hmm. um, there is no reason regardless of whether the property sold at auction or not there is no reason why the strength of that relationship won't continue to see further business growing off the back of that campaign. Saw it happen recently with one of the, the girls here in Brisbane from Morningside mm-hmm. uh, who had an auction that, that passed in, listed two properties off the back of it, sold the other property by the way 48 hours later, mm-hmm. uh, but listed two properties off the back of it irrespective of the fact that that property didn't sell at auction. Mm. So again, it's not the process. It's the process if you allow it to be the problem. Mm-hmm. But it's not the process that's causing the problem. The problem is that most agents don't effectively build relationships with people all the way through, regardless of what happens on the day. 
it's you know when you say it it sounds really clear because you know right now most people or most agents out there at the moment you know are fighting tooth and nail to actually go out there and meet people that they can start building relationships with mm. and uh and so it's really important or i found it to be really important when i was running these campaigns that every person that came through um you know i had to try and build that relationship with and and actually start building out as a platform to meet you know other people as well mm. uh you know so that you know that was an interesting point i've never articulated that way myself but you're obviously smarter than i am so uh <laughs> so that explains a few things um okay you so i didn't agree with you then. yeah <laughs> uh okay so um anything else that you've observed um just before we wrap up for this podcast in terms of you know those agents out there that are running um just out of curiosity by the way though those those agents that you would consider to be running great auction businesses in their business what percentage of those um listings that they bring on would be auctions um as a guess yeah look most of the really effective agents around 30 percent. okay yeah um which doesn't sound like a lot but i think Mm. there's probably a couple of points there one is i think you've got to keep a balance in your business yeah um but two you know in certain marketplaces, you are constantly fighting that battle against mm-hmm. you know the the heebie-jeebies that are out there about the auction process. Yeah. But the most effective agents, yeah, around thirty percent. I can tell you, those agents that are running at about thirty percent are clearing between eighty and ninety-five percent of their auctions. Okay, righty, yeah. Um, I did say that was the last question, but I've got one more because we we referenced it earlier. Um. You said that you don't include tender in the conversation with auction. Mm. Did you say tender or tinder? Well, no. <laughs> I wouldn't know how to use tender. Okay. Uh, tender, there's my accent coming through. No, yeah. I meant tender in all seriousness. <laughs> it, and look, the, 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 the issue I have with tender is that if you look into the origination of tender and why it, became, why it came to be, tender is largely used by government departments mm-hmm. to farm out work to private contractors. Yep. And the process of establishing who gets the tender is generally, not always, but generally, usually based on who comes in with the lowest price. Mm-hmm. As a mindset, that is diametrically opposed to what it is we're trying to achieve. Cool. I do respect the fact that, particularly with project sites, project, you know, big projects, commercial buildings, mm. you know, land opportunities, things like that, where there's a requirement for some due diligence in the contract, tender's probably appropriate. Mm-hmm. When it comes to selling residential property, um, I don't see a place for it. There'll be plenty of people who argue with me, argue that with me um, because they're using it and they're applying it. That's my opinion on it. And look, I don't think it's any surprise that tender as a, an option in the near 30 years I've been in this business has not taken off. Mm. As, a, as a viable option for ourselves. Okay, cool. Dean, uh, mate, that's it for this podcast. Thanks for your time. Uh, we'll, your be, uh, we'll be having you back to have a chat about addressing the question of auctions or the, the concept or the process of auctions at the listing conversation. Thanks, Dean. Cheers, John. Thank you so much for listening to Behind the Deal. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please make sure to subscribe and rate the show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast from.